Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. And I'm delighted to say that zooming onto the show is a poet, author, paramedic, mum, and all-round superhero, Serena Delastic. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for zooming on. Uh, can you describe the scene for us? Where, where are you zooming in from? I'm zooming in from my living room um, at home in Essex, mid-Essex. Um, nice sunny day, surrounded by toys. <laughs> As soon as she says my living room, I just pictured yeah, toys everywhere. This is <laughs> classic parents' living room. You're trodden yeah. any Lego this morning or are we safe? Uh, no, no Lego. That's banned. <laughs> luckily, I've got a girl that's not so much into that, but more uh, puppets and books, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, they're, they're a bit easier to tread on, aren't they, I suppose? Yeah. A bit less painful. <laughs> so you had to talk to us today about a wonderful children's book you've written. Uh, but before we get into that, you've also sent us a, a brilliant poem, uh, which I'd love for you to share with us. Uh, tell us a bit about the poem and, and where it came from, what inspired it. OK, um, the poem is basically a, a sort of a thank you um, from us, NHS workers, paramedics, nurses, doctors, everybody involved in helping as soon as this uh, unfortunate pandemic hit. Um, I have worked a mixture of roles since it's hit. So for the first year, I was working frontline on ambulances, um, dealing with what we didn't know at the time was going on. Yeah. Um, and very, very sick people going into them, obviously very, very frightened. We were frightened. Everybody was like, what's going on, etc. I saw a lot of, of hardship through that. Um, I've also mm. then since the vaccine came out, been on and off doing vaccinations for people and also working in the quarantine hotels. So I've sort of seen the pandemic from a medical point of view, from all of those three aspects, um, all the way through to being a mum myself and a, hus uh, a wife. I've got a husband, <laughs> not a husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I've seen it from all, all, all aspects. I've also got a vulnerable mum, um, so I know all, all the sides. Yeah, of the all angles. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with regards to the poem, I've been solidly doing vaccines um, since around October, November time. I, I put my efforts into that. Um, and just before Christmas, there was this big sort of thing with Omicron and like, let's get everyone vaccinated and boosted a lot quicker. And I'd... I don't really know. I literally, if I'm honest, woke up in the middle of the night, sort of the early hours of the morning, um, having dreamt up most of this poem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so quickly, um, quickly turned on the light, scribbled it down, woke my poor husband up, shoved a piece of paper under his face and said, what do you think to this? Um, and it stemmed from there. And then I edited it and and wrote it properly but the main idea actually just sort of came to me literally in a dream like I dreamt up the majority oh, wow. of all the best poems do come at the yeah. most inconvenient yeah. time yeah yeah <laughs> most of my ideas do come to me at night uh in the middle of the night and I suddenly have to scribble them down so that's that's where it sort of stemmed from I think it was it was coming subconsciously from the the big sort of push to get people vaccinated and and the stuff that I've seen over the last two years really yeah, I was going to ask you that. You must have seen, sort of, you know, bit like you say, been through it right from the beginning of it when it was a scary kind of concept. You didn't know where you were going into or nobody really knew what would happen. Um, and then 
to the the jabbing of people looks like the most monotonous task just <laughs> sticking needles in people endlessly as they come in through the door and ask the same questions over and over again um because- yeah do you know what it's it's interesting uh I like to interact with people. I realise that they're nervous, so I actually do have a little bit of a laugh with them and a bit of fun with them um, yeah. as well. Um, I like to put them at ease. But, um, yeah, from the beginning of the pandemic, I've got to be honest, I was probably one of the latter people to even realise what was going on. I'm not a massive person into television and into watching the news too much because it's quite depressing a lot of the time. So, yeah. I sort of walked into it a little bit late. I hadn't been at work for a few weeks over over the Christmas period and into January. I usually take that sort of time off and sort of came in to find that we were suddenly being told that we've got to mask up and extra cleaning precautions and all of this stuff. And I sort of went, well, kind of what's going on? And I was a little bit oblivious to it. And they yeah. were like, well, oh, God, you know? and I genuinely didn't know. I was like, no, what's going on? And they were like, well, there's this thing called coronavirus. So I sort of walked into it like a bit, oh, okay. Um, but from then on, being a paramedic, um, very much put in the firing line. So the rules were that that it was myself. If I was, you know, if I screwed up with somebody, it was myself that was to go in alone. Um, and suddenly very, very much hit me how serious this was, seeing some very, very ill people, very scared because nobody knew what this was or where it had come from at the time. Yeah. Um, it must have been hard for you going to work and then coming home to, to your family and seeing right, kids Absolutely. Married. So my colleagues um, and myself were literally stripping off at the door, scared, to, you know, clothing straight in the washing machine, scared to, to hug or touch anybody. Um not letting anyone else in our cars until they'd been thoroughly cleaned. Um, I did. I have. Sh- I shared my daughter with with my ex, with my with her father. So I didn't see her for nearly three months. She stayed with him solid, um, wow. just because we didn't know what I could or couldn't have or yeah. Or, yeah. or give to her. Um, yeah, very, very, very tough times, and so had colleagues unfortunately pass away from it um not enough ppe that's already been well publicized at the beginning um it's totally inadequate my husband bought me my own respirator mask um and equipment in the end yeah because i as i said before i was the one actually physically going into these these people firsthand Um, it's a genius idea for a christmas present though to be fair yeah late christmas (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah tough times tough times and then um, and then you know fortunately uh, fast forward, uh, you know, it's probably 11, 12, 12 months and the vaccines started coming through, um, which was just absolutely amazing. A lot more knowledge about what was going on had come through. And uh, I started vaccinating sort of probably around March time last year. Um, yeah. For a few months and then did the and then did the the quarantine hotels as well. So dealing with people that were ill and stressed and mental health having to quarantine when they're coming back. Again, very hard because a lot of these people that were coming back to this country um, were doing so because their relatives were very sick or passed away or were about to pass away. And that's a lot of frustration and upset from them when they are not allowed to leave a hotel for 10 days minimum. Um, Yeah, I guess none of us are used to that kind of having to stay in a place. 
no, no. That, that you know, the, the, the reality of it was is that they were in a room at least twenty three hours a day, um, and some of them, you know, really did need to get back to see family that was sick and stuff like that or, or had passed and needed to get to a funeral or or whatever so that was tough you saw you know I saw that side of things as well so we're certainly not we are not underselling yeah. it then when we call you a superhero you've, you've done some amazing <laughs> stuff um so before we we go into more about that and, and the book um would you give us um a, a performance of your wonderful poem are you are you able to channel your inner I can do that. I can do my poem. I sure can. Stuart Pink on the Poetry Podcast. So it's called From Us to You. It was very much inspired by doing the vaccines. Um, There was also a couple of specific ladies that came in to vaccinate that I think probably did subconsciously inspire this. Uh, They came in, they sat down in front of me. I could see that something wasn't right with them more than just nerves of having an injection. Uh, Because I was dressed in green uh, in my uniform, they burst into tears. And unfortunately, these these poor ladies had lost husbands very recently, some some within a couple of weeks um, from COVID. And so very, very brave of them to be coming into a vaccine centre, which is focusing on the one thing that's actually, you know, yeah destroyed their lives hit them um, out, yeah. yeah so they were crying with me and stuff and I think that that probably also sort of inspired this as well so it's called from us to you and it goes like this it's true what they say thank you goes a long way and it means such a lot when we deliver each shot but we're greedy you see and we want to hear more so everyone's safe to come out their front door Freedom and company, it's such a big deal. If you didn't have it, just how would you feel? You might think that your jab will not matter, but say that to someone whose heart has been shattered. For I've looked in the eyes of desperate sorrow of people whose loved ones had no time left to borrow. We all, yes, that's all, have a part to play. So get yours today, please do not delay. Get all of the vaccines, that's one, two and three, gifting freedom to see friends and family. From us to you, let us just say thank you, stay safe, and have a great day. Ah, yeah, lovely stuff. Serena <laughs> Delastic, you're officially a famous poet on the radio box. <laughs> beautifully written and such a great message. Top job. It's a lovely poem, and uh, thank you from, from us to you as well. <laughs> thank you. It's marvellous. I love what you've done. Uh, so inspired by your work have you uh you shared it with your colleagues um read it over the yeah. hospital tannoy and stuff well no nothing like that. <laughs> um but yeah it's gone out on facebook and it's gone to my friends and colleagues and and has done the rounds a little bit so but it's a shame it's not out there a bit more if i'm honest but because oh, the, the to that. Be, yeah they do seem to be dwelling a little bit Yes, a little, a little. So I guess that kind of brings us on to our next, um, uh, the next reason you're here. So pretty cool to have done your poem. Way more than that, though, you've done and written a book. I have. I've written a children's book. Um, It's because five to 11-year-olds are now going to be vaccinated, if they so wish, if their parents so wish. Um, We started doing 12 to 16-year-olds towards the end of last year, quite successfully. And now uh, five to 11 year olds are, are going to be given 
the opportunity and indeed some have already started coming through. Uh, I have a seven-year-old daughter. She does not like injections. Um, so this this poem can be put for the COVID injection, but also for any injection, really. Um, they don't like them. It's not an age group that ordinarily would have injections either. Because, oh, so you know, they have them the, younger, they, don't they? And then... They have them younger and then they wouldn't have any more normally until, you know, they're into their teens or whatever. So actually this age group is ordinarily one that wouldn't, have an injection so based on my own daughter's fears she does not follow follow in my footsteps she does not like anything medical any hospital or doctor's setting whatsoever. <laughs> uh, made it very clear to me that she is not keen on having an injection of any kind um it was kind of inspired by that and the very real fear of what they hear now you know they're yeah. a lot different to when we were growing up where we would just march down somewhere and told we were going to have something they talk with their friends a lot more they see the media a lot more they're a lot more exposed i guess as well there's so much more misinformation out there now for for kids to find online or to to chat with the yeah. kids in the playground about they don't know that what's real and what's what's been bantered around yeah i think social media these days means that they are far more exposed to to all sorts and learn a lot more and almost grow up a lot quicker um than sort of the potentially ignorant bliss that I grew up in so um yeah there's a lot more fear and and worry around around them and as I already pointed out it's not an age group that ordinarily would would have a an injection of any kind so it was kind of inspired by her um she's very poetic and into her writing so we do a lot of rhymes and poems as well so it's a rhyming story and yeah it's just really to help and encourage children that are going to have it it's not necessarily a push to force people into doing it but if they are going to have it then hopefully it helps ease their anxieties i've i've had a had a read through it's lovely it's really well written and it i think it almost brings out some of the questions that children might have that adults perhaps wouldn't um it sort of tells it in a a lovely kind of way and explains some of the some of the finer details of what you might feel or what might happen when you have a vaccine in a child-friendly way. Yeah, and um, I was very fortunate. I do not have an artistic bone in my body when it comes to drawing or painting. And there was a lovely lady that I was working with as a volunteer at the vaccine centre I worked at uh, called Fran Montgomery. And it just turned out that she's a very talented artist and she has very kindly dedicated her time to putting the illustrations to the story inspired by some puppets of my daughter's. So the (laughs) characters are actual puppets that my daughter has. Um, She's also got a cat called George, so he features in it. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, it's actually quite personal from that point of view as well. So uh, did did this come from you using the puppets and then doing the story? I'm just picturing you in that very very living room (laughs) you're in. (laughs) yeah, maybe. Um, again, no, really just, I don't know where it came from, probably sort of in the middle of, middle of the night or just, I was thinking I was just wandering around the house and thought, I'll, I'll write a story. Um, and and I wrote this quite quickly. I wrote this within a few hours. So I just oh, thought wow. I'm going to write a story and I wrote the majority of it, of it within a couple of hours and then again, similar to the poem and stuff edited it played about with characters and ideas and the ending and until it sort of fitted took it into the vaccine center showed everyone to make sure that they thought it wasn't 
rubbish um and uh they said no they really liked it and then as I say luckily Fran was there that day she 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 said yeah I can I can draw I can sort this for you so a brilliant collaboration really between myself my daughter and Fran um Raven my daughter has did the initial illustrations for it for each character so she drew them because she's more artistic than me and then I sent them along with photos over to Fran. And from there, I've got some amazing illustrations to go with it as well. Uh, you've included them on the, on the front of the book. They look amazing. They are incredible. Well, I've got Raven's pictures. It, yeah. yeah, they're brilliant. So at the beginning, they are the introduction to the characters yeah, that, that go at the beginning. Um, and then throughout the book, it's Fran's, Fran's work. Yeah. So Witchy Poos and the COVID Fairy. Um, obviously inspired heavily by your daughter and even including uh, brilliant pictures by Raven herself at the front. Um, has, she, has she read it? Have you enjoyed it? Have you, have you She's read it. She loves it. it. She marked mummy's work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gave me a well done on one of my, one of my drafts. Yep. So it's, it's been edited and approved. <laughs> <laughs> my harsh critic. Well done. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Amazing. So, it's um, is it is it out? Is it published? What's the situation with that? It's not published. Um, I'm doing this all by myself. I have a crowdfunding page set up to um, hopefully get this off the ground, and then um, it's been set up in a PDF format, and I will get this printed myself with the funds that I raise. So as the more money I raise, the more books I can get printed. Is the bottom line. Yeah. Um, the cheaper each book becomes as as all things the more more units you buy so um yeah i've got a great website ready to go with it and um as soon as i feel like i've raised enough to get enough books then my plan is to pop it into schools for children to read to pharmacies maybe local libraries and doctors and and stuff like that um it mentions a particular cream that um can be used to ease anxieties in the book, which would need to be pre-bought and it explains that at the end of the book. Um, so yeah, that's the plan really, uh, just to do it all myself and get it out there because there isn't really the time to go trying to find a publisher. Um, yeah, it's kind of an urgent sort of thing. Yeah, to get it out is. There isn't. Um, there isn't really that time. Um, it's got copyright on it that my husband's done. And <clears throat> from, from the rest of it, it's just a case of, see how much money I can get between now and the end of March um, because the, the main bulk of the five to 11 year old vaccination rollout will start in April. And um, yeah, whatever I've got, that will just go straight into getting as many printed as possible. And then I'll distribute them out as, as fairly and as quickly as I can really. Get them into as many schools and as many young people's hands as we can. Yeah, Absolutely. Marvellous. So what's the uh, the details for the crowdfunding? Where can we, we go to, to support what you're doing? Um, so the crowdfunder, you can search for So it's crowdfunder.co.uk. Um, you can search for it under my name, Serena Delastic, which is an S-E-R-E-N-A, surname D-E space L-A-S-T-I-C, or um, Children's COVID Vaccine Book. It will come up as Excellent. well. And we'll put a link on the Phoenix FM website as well. So people can click straight on that and go and uh, get this done. So what's the age group that we're, we're aiming this, this book towards? Probably about five to 11 year olds. Yeah. Five to 11. Just the people who have just been um, approved to, to be eligible for vaccines. And um, 
Absolutely. Those. I think anyone can read it. If you're an adult and you're a little bit nervous, read the book. <laughs> Absolutely. It's answered a few questions. I, I had. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried I was going to glow in the dark, buzz, twitch and spark, um, but it, it didn't happen. So. <laughs> it didn't happen. You're all right. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have quite liked that. That could have been quite fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some extra superpowers. like <laughs> Spider-Man, but a, a whole new version. <laughs> Serena, it's a fantastic book. Any more projects or, or poetry in motion? Yeah, I've already started um, writing a second children's book, um, continuing with the um, theme really of helping children with their anxieties of growing up. It's kind of inspired me to do that a bit now as well. So uh, Witchy Poos and Fairy and George the Cat, who are the three characters, are going to be coming back Um a lot more my plan is to I found someone that hopefully will maybe potentially publish towards the end of the year if I can get some books together so um I've already started I'm about halfway through my second children's book for further adventures of witchy poos and the covid fairy um, oh wow excellent there should be a different fairy each time yeah so my next one's on healthy eating um so it'll be the food fairy and yeah that's about halfway through at the moment and yeah my my intention now is to run her as a character run fairy and george as a character and deal with a series of things that children this sort of age group um get anxious about and worry about and need to to learn about so there'll probably be a few there'll probably be yeah there's a health eating one there'll probably be a dentist one and you know things like that there'll be a few and we all need um, the dentist fairy that's a great one <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic i look forward to hearing more about the food fairy soon um it'll be great to get you back on uh to, to introduce that one when it's ready yeah that would be amazing as i say i'm hoping to bring out a little series of these books they're, they're not they're only short and they're, they're aimed at you know a fun sort of funny way of of getting children to think and, and not be so so worried and anxious about certain things Serena, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll be able to have a uh, listen to you reading the book um, online at phoenixfm.com. Uh, so if we go to the Poetry Podcast, very excited to have you on that, uh, reading Witchy Poos and the COVID Fairy. Uh, but where can people find you online? Just a reminder of where they can keep up with your literary exploits. Well, I've got a Twitter page, which is Serena at Pagan Para, P-A-G-A-N-P-A-R-A. Um, and soon Witchy Poos will have her own website, but it's not built yet, but she will have. So we can do some exploits of her and some fun and games on there for children as well. So we'll keep you posted. Excellent. Serena, thanks so much for joining us. Your book is amazing. Um, we'll certainly make sure we get a few um, people um, heading towards the, the crowdfunding page and get it in some schools. Love to see it in, in hard copy when it's done. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get you one soon for the, the Food Fairy. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. <laughs> for more guest interviews like this, or to get the next one delivered directly to your device, subscribe to the Now You're Talking podcast. You'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from. And the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music, film, comedy icons to 
community heroes, local legends, stars of the future, and just about everybody in between, a treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people. So for more interviews, podcasts, videos, poems, and books, everything I do is available at stuartpink.com.